in every draft, there are always moves that happen that just surprise every single person. No one saw them coming. Yeah. What we're going to try to do on today's show is give you some bold predictions for mm. the 2021 NFL draft. We're going to try and, you know, get the genie's bottle out and say, <laughs> this is actually what's going to happen. We give three wishes. I don't even know what I'm saying, but it's going to be a great show. So let's get straight to it. Welcome to the Fantasyland Football Podcast. Hello. Wow. <laughs> oh my goodness. If, uh, if you're unsure why we're laughing, we're a little bit off our game right now. Yeah. Badaki uh, and I are in the studio for the first time ever. Yeah, we are currently here, aka bedroom two. That's right. Uh, which is the studio. Yep. Um, Still a work in progress. Yeah, we're and not there yet. We're not there yet. But as you can see, Zach has taken up the majority of the couch here. <laughs> um, that's why I'm kind of hunched up. I'll in tell the you corner. what, this us being in the same room just highlights the difference in body sizes. <laughs> if I was in the NFL, well, let's put it like this. I more have like that team manager body. Mm -hmm. You have like the offensive tackle Uh, body. I like to think of myself as a Damian Harris snacks. Okay. All right. You know, he's a big guy, but he's muscular. Damian Harris is a running back, but you're, you're thinking of. No, there's Damian, Damian Harrison. Yes. That's why I didn't, I didn't We're on the same page. You know what I meant? We're in the studio today. It's going to be a fun pod. And as we're in the studio, we're bringing a bunch of different technology in here. We got a mixer. Things are are pretty cool. Yeah. We're talking about technology in general. (laughs) And I don't know if anyone else out there feels the same way, but Badaki and I started talking about technology and just, isn't it insane how normal certain technology is specifically Bluetooth? The thought process, because when we post on our social media pages, we airdrop right. videos to post them. Yeah. We edit them and then airdrop them. It blows my mind that somehow through the air, <laughs> a minute video or, or longer can be transferred. I, I don't know. Technology just blows it, my mind still. It really doesn't make any sense. I think it, it's still something that we need to understand. <laughs> Um, but I, I was saying earlier was like, why is Bluetooth called Bluetooth? You know, why, why isn't it called? I didn't get to tell you this, but actually the guy who invented it, I think his name was Bluetooth. Uh, So no, for real. I know it sounds funny because it's such like a common thing, but I actually think his last name was Bluetooth. Um, but even things like our podcast gets transferred through a wire. So everything you're listening to right now was recorded and transferred through a single wire. It, I don't know. Blows, doesn't make any sense. Blows our mind. Anyway, on to uh, what we actually want to talk about today. We are giving you 2021 NFL draft bold predictions. Oh, man. I have three. Badaki has three. Mm-hmm. Are you feeling confident about your predictions? Uh, look, out of all the podcasts that we've made, this one's definitely the hardest. And yeah. it's not that I don't have bold predictions. 
they just seem really, really far fetched. But I think that's what a bold prediction is. Yeah, and I just, I'm I'm confident, but at the same time, yeah, I'm not. But okay. that, that's the, that's the fun part about it. Yeah, look, the reality is, in every draft, things happen that surprise people. Right. What we're trying to do today is just tell you bold predictions. Some of them are fun. Some of them we feel might be realistic. But the reality is none of them could happen. Yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise thing. either of us. But here's some bold predictions for the 2021 NFL draft. I will go first. And the first one is, for me, Panay Sewell falls in the draft. He's going to fall. Okay. People will go for other positional needs. That's, that's one part of it. Okay. And the Raiders will trade up in the top 10 to draft him. Okay. Right. So the reason why this makes sense in my, in my opinion mm-hmm. is because what do we hear about all off season for the Raiders? feels like they lost every starter on their offensive line. Okay. Right. We were like, Oh, okay. Well, there goes, Oh, oh okay. There goes that guy. And then just slowly, but surely their offensive line completely disintegrated. It was like that week in last year's season where they all got COVID and just none of them played. Like that's pretty much permanently their <laughs> offensive line right now. Right. That's exactly what happened. For me, Derek Carr isn't the problem. I think if they had a more solid offensive line, then it would significantly help their chances to compete. Yeah. Now, the only issue with this theory is that their defense is just absolutely trash. It's, it's awful. Right. So the obvious pick would be something defensively. Right. But in my opinion, this is something that could potentially happen. I think they see him as a general. I think every team sees him as a generational talent, mm-hmm. but for whatever reason, I just feel like when you look at the draft, every team that you start to look at, you think, Oh no, like they're probably not going to take Sewell. There, there's positional needs that make sense instead. Right. So I think potentially Sewell could drop and the Raiders could be there to snatch him up. Look, I'm just looking through the draft here, draft order. It's interesting that into the top 10, that means one of these teams are going to come down. Yeah. Right? You know, Dallas, I can probably see that happening, but maybe there's a lot of talk that J.C. Horn could be going to Dallas and Dallas like J.C. Horn, he could be the first defensive player. Or they could they could trade down and get him later. Yeah, or they can do that. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Dallas is going to trade down, Raiders trade up. Right. Um, another team... That's also in talks as well, the training down, which the, the most recent news was the Miami Dolphins. Have you heard of that? I heard of that. I mean, the teams, when I, when I made this prediction, that made sense to me was Carolina, if Pitts is gone. Mm-hmm. Denver, if there's not a quarterback they like. Mm-hmm. And Dallas, if Pitts is gone. Okay. Right. So, I don't know. I mean, it's a massive need for this team in my opinion. And I, I personally, I think we both agree. He's the best tackle in the draft. Some people say Slater. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. So then if Panay Sewell falls, let's say he falls outside of the, the top five, you know, there's a lot of talks that he's goes in the top five. If he falls outside of, outside the top five, Detroit picks him, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Rashawn Slater does, does Oakland, not Oakland. Now Vegas go for Rashawn Slater. Now the second best tackle in the draft. Maybe, maybe. Um, I I just Mike Mayock talked about him a little bit today. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. You know, it's funny. We were watching some old drafts. He's uh great on television. Yeah, fantastic. But did not make some good draft moves. 
no. <laughs> in his first year as the uh, as a GM there in Vegas, drafted Cleveland Farrell. See, that was a if, if someone said bold prediction, Cleveland Farrell's going to the the Raiders, they would have nailed it. Yeah, it was a terrible pick. It was absolutely terrible. Uh, anyway, what's what's your first bold prediction for okay. the draft there, Badaki? Bold prediction coming through. Mind you, I don't I don't know if Zach said this. We don't know each other's bold predictions. No, we don't. Okay, we didn't sit down and have a conversation about this. This is the first time we're both presenting each other's bold predictions. And my bold prediction is that the Steelers trade up. Okay. And get a quarterback. Okay. okay. Interesting. And obviously Big Ben is on his last days. He probably has one or two years in him. And he's on his last legs. Shout out to Alex Smith. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh what what a career. What a career from the GOAT himself. Um, okay, so the Steelers trade up. Who are they, mm-hmm. who are they drafting then? Look, and it's it's really the best available quarterback, and I think okay. it's going to be out of the top five. Okay, so Obviously, you think they, they draft. Like, they, they would have to move up high. Though. Exactly, and my this is my thought process. Okay. Okay, looking into the draft order, they have to get in before Denver. Yeah. So before nine. Mm-hmm. So if Pitts is out, it's a perfect opportunity for them to go up, take eight at Carolina, or obviously there's talks that Miami's trying to trade down. I don't know if they want to trade down that far, but that's an, also an opportunity. Yeah. And that's the big issue here. Yeah. And that, that is the big issue, but I do think that they get a quarterback. I don't think it's not that I'm not excited about every all the potentials coming out are going into the draft next year. I think this talent here yeah, yeah. is really rare. Totally. And every team has to take advantage of this. And I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are a great organization. They have history with quarterbacks. They've always had a great quarterback. You you need to get a quarterback. Yeah. And whether that is Trey Lance or Justin Fields, if he doesn't get picked. Wait a second. They just got a quarterback this offseason. He's not Dwayne great. Haskins. <laughs> great leader. The future. Amazing leader. I hear the strip clubs in Pittsburgh are amazing. So that's why each other, not jokes, all, all jokes aside, I wish the best of luck to Dwayne Haskins. It's an interesting take. I think the only, you know, people watching at home probably say, no one's trading down to 23. And, and that's the thing. Yeah. And, and that's the Steelers downfall is that they're so far down yeah. that I'm not sure that they're going to want or any team is going to want and yeah. to fall back that hard. But I thought of somebody, like I said, the Miami Dolphins, they have so much draft capital in the next coming years. Yeah. Then maybe they could take a hit this year. Cause if my thought process is if they don't get Jamar chase, you're going to get Kyle Pitts. Cool. You have Mike Izecki. Not saying that Mike Izecki is an X factor or he can change that offense. But you have to think about the pieces that you have now and who you could be getting later. Yeah. And I think that's somebody, or for the Miami Dolphins perspective, they can trade down and they have mm. the best opportunity to get draft capital for the next year. Here's what I'll say. You know, anyone who's saying there's no way this happens. Anything can happen any draft. <laughs> and when you think about it, the Steelers are a great team. What have they not got? A future franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. So they have all the if pieces it would, in place. If it would take a lot of draft capital, maybe they are comfortable to take that risk mm-hmm. and actually trade significant amount of capital to move up that high. It wouldn't surprise me. And what you said is so true. Where this draft class is so deep at quarterback, it's 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 uh, what's the word? It's it's early. 
It's top heavy. Yeah. Beautiful word. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's top heavy. And there's so much talent in this quarterback class that we don't know will be there next year. Now, granted, Joe Burrow, no one knew Joe Burrow at the beginning of his college right. year before he became the first overall pick. Right. So anything can happen, right? Zach Wilson rised up this year. So anything can happen, but it's true. This draft class, it's very rare. Normally every draft you feel really good about one, maybe two quarterbacks. Right. Whereas in this draft, we could potentially see four to five, let's say four max superstar quarterbacks. Yeah. It could we, happen. And that's, that's the thing. Go and get, go and go and get that quarterback. Same yeah. thing. I can, I can put the same scenario for Washington, even though there's talks about them. Yeah. I think the reason why I chose the Steelers was because everyone's like, Najee is going to go to the Steelers. Yeah. Najee is going to go to the Steelers, but there's so much talent and running back mm-hmm. as well that maybe the Steelers can get somebody in the second round. Or maybe they could trade back into the first. <laughs> They're just going to give away all their draft capital. <laughs> Bold prediction, the Steelers will not draft for the next five years. Okay, I like it. All right. My my second bold prediction for the 2021 NFL draft is the New Orleans Saints oh, no. draft Kyle Trask, 28th overall. There's a two-part to this. Mm-hmm. And they move up to draft Kadarius Toney. Okay. I see your face. Wait, I'm confused. So they're going to get they're they're going to bring their second round pick. They're going to trade a second round pick to come back up to the first. No, I think that they will trade up in the second round, right, to get Tony. So with a 28th right. overall pick, they take Kyle Trask. Now, why does Kyle Trask make sense, or why does this move make sense for the Saints? Couple reasons. Similar to the Steelers, the Saints are a really great team. Mm-hmm. All around, they're a really great team. You know. The jury is still technically out on Jameis Winston, right? Technically. However, I think we both would agree that he's not going to ever win a Super Bowl. Yeah, so correct. If you're in a, in, I guarantee you Sean Payton has thought of this. If you're in a place where your team is good enough to win a Super Bowl, except for your quarterback play, like what is the harm in giving up capital or using a first round pick rather on a guy who could potentially lead you to Super Bowl. Why do I say that? I say that because Kyle Trask, we have seen history of him supporting stars. Right. You're right. Kyle Pitts, right? Star before he's even a star. Right. Kyle Pitts is, is, we're talking about him like he's a, the next Travis Kelsey, even better maybe. Uh, Kadarius Tony. Kadarius mm-hmm. Tony's potentially a first round pick, maybe early second. So, when I look at the contrast between where Kyle Trask was last year and the stars he had around him and where he would be in New Orleans with Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, and then Kadarius Tony, we've right. seen him right. been able to support stars and win football games. So for me, it makes sense because you can place him into your team that's already great. You have a great team. If Drew Brees was five years younger, this would be a Super Bowl favorite maybe. Or they would at least be competing with the Bucks in the right. NFC. Okay. So for me, if you know that Jameis is never going to win you Super Bowl, look, Taysom Hill's great, but he's not going to be the quarterback to win a Super Bowl. If you know you're capped there, but you're, you're pretty good in almost every other position. Like there are needs, but there's nowhere that you're terrible at. Like last year they took a center or maybe one or two years ago, they took a center and everyone was like, they already have a great offensive line. <laughs> and people were like, well, yeah, well, they don't really need positions you know so for me 
Uh, that's where that thought process comes. And then with Kadarius Tony, give Trask a guy he's familiar with. Not only a guy he's familiar with, but Tony himself could be an X factor in kick returns, punt returns, but also uh, to Emmanuel Sanders is gone. Take yeah. over the Emmanuel Sanders role yeah. and kind of give Michael Thomas more opportunities to be great at what he's at. Yeah, well, they kind of need that wide receiver too then. They're, yeah. That's the big question mark. I think that's a big hole they have to fill. And Kadarius Tony could fill that role. It's just can that quarterback, whether it's Kyle Trask, yeah. Winston, or Hill, feed the ball to him? Because mm-hmm. obviously all eyes are going to be on Michael Thomas yeah. and Kamara. Yep. You know, you stack the box and or and double team Michael Thomas. And this is great because you signed Jameis to a one-year deal, right? right. Jameis was one year, right? Mm-hmm. So you have the opportunity to let Trask sit the entire year. Right. And then next year, he's got all the experience. He can step in. And like Trask's Jeez. numbers are insanely impressive, by the way. Mm. I didn't realize this, but when we, when we actually started to scout him and look at his, his tape, his logs, dude balled out, like for real. Yeah. He had one terrible game where he threw three interceptions in the playoffs. And I think that's significantly affected how people look at him. Right. But anyway, it could be fun. What's your second? Yeah, it could be fun. Look. <laughs> could be fun. <laughs> that, that's what they're saying in, in the draft war room. Hey guys, this could be fun. No, this could be fun. And my thought process, this is my thought process. And I'm, maybe I'm a little bit biased here in, in, in this bold prediction. Uh-oh. But my bold prediction is that Elijah Moore will be the second wide receiver off the board. Oh my and let me tell you why. Okay. This is the one that you said, this is people are not going to like this. Yeah. And the only, the reason why I say this is because Elijah Moore is, in my opinion, Tyreek Hill with fresher legs. He's younger. Oof. He's not, I'm not saying he's as fast as Tyreek. He did okay. run a four, three, five, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Yeah. Let you're me right. just double check. Yeah. Four, three, five. Yep. He has upside. Okay. And this is what the NFL is turning to speedsters, you know, small slot receivers, speedsters that can, that can do damage in space and can also blow away or run past the secondary. Mm. And Elijah Moore can't do that. If you haven't seen Elijah Moore's pro day, if you haven't seen Elijah Moore's hype tape, if you haven't seen Elijah Moore's More highlights. His, his film though. Yeah. I was just saying highlights. Yeah. Film. <laughs> Not highlight. When you film, don't just watch highlights guys. That's yeah. all the good things. If, if you actually watch what he does, he's yeah. really special. Yeah. Okay? okay. And I believe he, I'm not saying he's the second best wide receiver in this draft class. I'm saying he fits the NFL mold for the, the where the wide receiver in the the wide receivers in NFL are moving to mm-hmm. like a Tyreek Hill, like a the smaller Julian Julian Edelman, the Wes Welkers of the world. So I, I think there is You're potential. really high on Elijah. I love You're very high on I Elijah love Moore. Elijah Moore. And this this I see the charges. I like the charges. Okay. And obviously you're probably saying, well, what about Devonta Smith? What about Jalen Waddle? I think they, I'm, I'm going to dig myself a grave here, but I want to say they can be very one dimensional. And when I say one dimensional, uh-uh. I'm saying that we're definitely yeah. digging and, the grave. And when right I say, now. when I say one dimensional, I'm saying that it's hard to see. I'm sorry. 
it's hard it's hard to see me Padaki is down bad right it's now it's hard to see it's hard to see Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddle even though I love them because I do have them going both those guys in two different mock drafts going to the Giants yeah I do see those guys only being one role player where this is fine and I think that's what a lot of people mm. a lot of players kind of tend to do in, in the NFL and they are successful but I think one trick pony yeah and I think Elijah Moore can oh, no. be can be more versatile in that okay. in, in an offense okay um I mean, I'm not going to agree with you on this one. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's bold. That's why it is bold. I mean, uh, yeah, look, this actually is a great segue to my final bold prediction. Okay. Because you talked about the Chargers. Okay. Now, this is also a two part. Okay. This, <laughs> a is, two this is a, a two, two part, part, three part. I'm the king of the two parts, part okay. two. Um, great song on one of Kanye's albums. Um, okay. So here's my last bold prediction Chargers take the third wide receiver in the draft and they select Rondale Moore <laughs> over Jalen Waddle. Okay. So that right. means that the first two would have been Jamar, Jamar Chase, Chase, Devonta Smith. Okay. Okay. And people are thinking, oh my God, Chargers on the clock, mm-hmm. right? Probably going to be looking at Devonta Smith here or sorry, Jalen Waddle. Right. I think, that Ron, I actually think there's a great chance Rondell Moore is the third wide receiver off the board. Okay. I, Sorry, I'm just looking you know, at the, I'm, I'm looking I'm at the draft. I'm thinking, you know, you probably see Elijah Moore higher. I see Rondell Moore higher. And the reality is if Rondell had the injury history that Elijah did, then it wouldn't be a competition. Like Rondell Moore would maybe be the best wide receiver in this draft. He might go overall. Number one. F five seven? F five seven. And here's the reason why. You said Elijah Moore, you know, people what's what's true about what you said? And look where we have bold predictions, they're gonna be different. But what's true about what you said is everyone is looking for a Tyreek Hill, which is true. Mm-hmm. Everyone is looking for their Tyreek Hill. Right. In my opinion, this year's Tyreek Hill, there's only one person that can that it can be. It's Rondell Moore. Rondell Moore has the big body, he's super muscular. Just like look at his pro day, you can see the measurements are insane. And then watch watch his film. You can see the kind of things that this kid can do. In my opinion, um, and and let's be clear, I do think that Waddle is the better wide receiver. Right. But I think that in this bold prediction, I personally believe that NFL teams see Rondell Moore much higher than media is allowed to let like lead on. I don't know if that's the right word, but like the maybe media is currently capturing. I really feel like NFL teams are looking at Rondell Moore and saying that is the Tyreek Hill mold. Like that is the guy we that's want on him, our team. Right? Yeah. Like that's Tyreek 2.0. And uh, you know, what we know for sure is that something is going to happen. That's going to surprise us with this wide receiver crew, right? Mm. Last year, what was the big surprise? No one had rugs really as the best wide receiver in the draft. He was the first one taken. He was the first one taken. Right. Why was he the first one taken? Because Vegas said, we want our Tyree kill. Mike Mayock said, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the issue is, Ruggs was never going to be Tyree kill. He's still going to be a good player, but he's not the build of a Tyreek. No. Look at like his body. Now, Rondell Moore isn't as tall as Tyreek, but his build and his gameplay is more the mold of a Tyree kill than any other player we've seen in the last maybe three or four years. Mm. 
So how, how put him on the Chargers. That? Allow him to give Herbert a higher ceiling. Offensive line is better there. Keenan Allen on the outside. Mike Williams on the other. And then Rondale Moore in the slot moving around. Maybe playing a little bit in the backfield, alternating with uh, Austin Eckler. And uh, I think personally, in my opinion, NFL teams are enamored with Rondale Moore. We're just not hearing about it. Yeah. I think his biggest downfall is his size. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's kind of like the, I guess, Devonta Smith thing. He's not your prototypical build either. And I think that's yeah. why he's going to fall. Well, it's also the difference there is Rondell's injury history is, right. is, is like a shopping list. And I was just looking at, it's like that CVS shopping list <laughs> that you get. It just never stops. And then your shopping list is like, I don't know, the, the size of your car and you go home and your mom's like, what did you buy? And you're like, chapstick. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got chapstick. It's just a bunch of coupons. What, um, how fast was Rondell Moore's 40? He was like four two seven. Let me look it up. Because I'm just looking at Tyreek. Tyreek did a 4-2-9 in his 40. Yeah, let me look this up. But I'm pretty certain it was like a 4-2. Yeah, 4-2-9. 4-2-9, yeah. Anthony Schwartz, by the way. Yeah. 4-2-6. Yeah, just he's he's not really, he doesn't look comfortable playing wide receiver. That's the issue. Right. He just looks out of, like an out-of-body out of body experience. Out-of-body experience. Out-of-body. All right, look. That's the way I feel when I'm around you, shoddy. <laughs> Shout out to Drizzy Drake. All right, what's your last? Last and final bold, bold prediction. prediction. And once again, I could be digging myself a grave here, but Do Najee it. Harris will be the fifth overall running back taken. What? <laughs> in the draft. Is this clickbait? What's going on it's right not. now? Let me tell you my order. I'm not going to, there's no particular order. Are like, you saying gonna- taken or like talent wise? No, there's going to be four running backs ahead of Najee Harris has taken. Oh my God. That's what I'm saying. This okay. is the boldest prediction. And there's no, pa- there's no particular order and I'm not knocking on Najee Harris talent. I'm just, I'm just saying maybe once again, I look at the NFL, the molds, not that Najee Harris doesn't have that mold. They want smaller, faster, more agile, a pass catching back. Not saying Najee isn't a pass catching back. Yeah, he's great at that. I'm just saying, I think this is what, the NFL right is looking for Javante uh, Will, not in okay. no particular order. Javante <clears throat> nah. Williams, Michael Carter, Kenneth Gainwell, Etienne, and Travis Etienne. Those okay. are the four that could. I my prediction could be going ahead of him. Mm. And I, I, you know what? I'm going to add a part two. Najee Harris for. I, mean, I don't know. if This is a bold prediction because I've seen a lot of mocks, but he's going to fall to the second. Okay. Um, and the. There's no particular reason. I just personally believe that there's other talent in the mold okay. for that NFL running back. I'm struggling. You're struggling, but I'm struggling. See, Bold would have said would have been saying like he's the third running back taken. That would have been bold. You, you know why I didn't say because I was gonna do that. I was gonna do third, and I was like, but everyone has that already. Yeah. Everyone has Javante Williams and Travis Etienne ahead. So is that really bold? No. So we're going to add two more in front of him. Yeah. So that's bold. That is that is maybe too bold, ladies and gentlemen. But <clears throat> you never know. You know what? If anyone, you know, you could probably place 10 bucks on that in Vegas and make like a million dollars in return. But the issue is you're probably going to lose $10. Yeah. 
Ten dollars, I'm willing to lose. <laughs> oh well, uh, you don't like Najee? Let's I know, I know, I like Najee. I love Najee. I think Najee's going to be taken third running back. Okay, I, I do agree with that. Okay, I do think Travis is going to be Travis, Javante Williams, or Michael Carter ahead of him, and then Najee. Okay, that's my opinion. Uh, like I said, I, I just see the NFL is changing. We all know that. Nobody wants a. Uh, stay in the pocket quarterback in the, anymore. Yeah. Nobody wants a, a running back that's going to catch or not catch the ball and have agility and be able to to run away from defenders. Yeah, you know, I mean, they they want somebody now that's fast. Like I said, they want that now. And Najee is that, but he's the bigger body. Yeah, where all of these guys bef- that I some mentioned before say, him, some people would say, well, he's a total package. Some people. Uh, he is a total package. I'm not disagreeing with you. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see if any of these predictions <laughs> come true. Because, uh, wow, we got we got real bold. That's what you want. You know, you want a bonus? That was bold and you turned the italics on. <laughs> that wasn't just bold. You were like, let's put the italics in. The-. You know, we'll underline it as well. It's like, you know, when you're in middle school and you're like, you just learned how to use Microsoft Word. <laughs> you're like bold and italic and underlined. Wait, that was... I actually used to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I'm telling you. I know. Um, I have a little bonus and it's probably not as spectacular, but my bold prediction for this year, again, for the Packers is that they won't get a wide receiver. A wide receiver. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. But it would be frustrating. just wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, it would be frustrating. Uh, you know what? Quickly on Najee, I feel like he's a lock to the Steelers with their first pick, personally. But... You know, there is totally, we, we, we feel said, like there's locks everywhere. The reason, so. well, it makes more sense now that he's a lock because James Conner is no longer there. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, just, it, you know, your theory with them taking a quarterback is like, well, what about the future? So it makes well, sense. Let me ask you this. Do you not see Javonta Williams going to the Steelers? He could. Yeah, no, it makes well, sense. Michael Carter going to the Steelers? No, not Michael Carter. Um, Michael well, Carter's one of my favorites. We're going to release our rookie. How big is Michael soon. Carter? Michael Carter's 5'8". Uh, what? Sorry, weight-wise, guys. I know Najee's like, like 230. Uh, I don't know, but quickly want to tell people that uh, we have some massive news coming mm. uh, this week. Massive, massive news. Yeah. We're going to be launching year two of Patreon. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it's going to be your opportunity to one support the podcast. If you've loved what we have been doing. Correct. Um, two, if you want to get unlimited Q and A's throughout the entire year, mm-hmm. instant responses from us, detailed responses. Correct. You can have a chance to um, unlock that on Patreon. And the big one is you're going to be able to be a part of our leagues, follower leagues. Yeah. We've had tons of people ask, Hey, how do I play in a league with you? How do I play in a league with the Fantasyland fam? Well, look out for the next podcast because we're going to tell you all the information. Look out for social media. You're going to know exactly how to do that this year. Right. And it's going to be a really fun format. I don't think I know. I don't think I know of any other like fantasy platform with the format that we have with the format that we're going to be giving. So I'm excited. I think, I think it's the first time we've done this format. I don't think anyone's ever done this format. 
<laughs> but it makes sense. It does make sense. It does make sense. <laughs> We're just making up formats as we go. We're not scientists, but uh, I'm actually really excited. And I, I, I know there's a ton of people excited to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, here's what I will say right now, a little teaser on the show. The league that all of our followers will be in is going to be called the League of the Golden Goats. Okay. Now, the winner of that league, there will be one winner. All the followers who want to play in it can. Mm -hmm. There will be one winner, and that winner will be crowned the Golden Goat. Okay. More details to come, but it's going to be hella fun. I'm actually, I'm actually. Yeah, extremely excited. It, for it, it's personally. actually it's a, it's really exciting, and I hope you are excited as much as we are because we're extremely pumped. And like Zach said, we're going to be coming up with more information this week, end of this week. So stay tuned. Yeah, lots of cool cool ways for one you to support the show, mm-hmm. but also because that's really important to us. You know that we have people behind us, and we want to. You know, we have a big vision for what we want this to become, and you guys are a big part of that. Not only do you get the chance to support us in this, because by the way, like no one's, this is just us. Yeah. Like there's, there's no one behind that camera. We turned it on <laughs> ourselves. Um, but, uh, and there's no one on the mixer. We don't have a producer. This no. is just us, but just us. Uh, you know, you also get to unlock some really cool features to yeah. be a part of. And we helped hundreds of people. I know that sounds like an exaggeration, but it's not. No. We did help hundreds of people win their leagues last year. Mm-hmm. And really excited to do it again this year. Yeah. Twenty twenty one year two. Yeah. Patreon and for Fantasyland is gonna be crazy. Yeah, it will be. But uh anything you want to say to close the show, we should probably chuck our, our link out there that we always do. Uh yeah, patreon.com forward slash fantasyland fam. Well that's a link, but we got one one that has yeah, everything. We have that, so check out for the Patreon and then we also have solo.to slash fantasyland. Check that out. That gives you. Well, if you go there, you're not going to find anything because it's solo.to slash fantasyland football. Oh. Not fantasyland. Slash fantasyland football. <laughs> solo.to slash fantasyland football yeah. is where you can check out all the social media. Because what I found media. is these links, it's, it's very crucial to get them right. Otherwise, <laughs> they just don't work. But solo.to slash fantasyland football, you can find our Patreon there. Mm-hmm. You can find Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube. If you want to watch the show on YouTube, yeah. Trying to grow our YouTube audience. It's been awesome to see um, some some people over there. And uh, yeah, I mean, oh. maybe last thing we should talk about Discord before we hop off. Uh, yeah. If you want to be part of our Discord family, send us a, a message. We'll send you that Discord link um, immediately. We have so many people asking, even during this podcast, those people, you know, saying, what do you think about this trade? Yeah. What do you think about this? What do you think about an that? Active community. Yeah. And people are constantly joining one, two people are constantly interacting and talking to each other and always talking about football. So if you want a community where you can come in, meet new people and talk about football, Fantasyland yeah. fam right there. Yeah. You can also find that with that solo link. Um, okay. To close the show, I have to, actually have a question for you, Badaki. Okay. And it's going to be... Kind of like a buy or sell question. Okay. Okay. And the question is about Antonio Gibson in the second year. Okay. <clears throat> a lot of okays there. But okay. here's the question. Are you going to buy or sell a top 10 finish for Antonio Gibson at the running back position? This is PPR format. Uh, I'm going to say no. You're going to sell it? 
I think he falls just outside the top 10. I see potential. Yeah. Just outside the top 12, 13, 14. That's where I see him. Okay. And the reason? So much more talent everywhere else. You know, I think he's also going to be hindered by J.D. McKissick. I think he still plays that same role again this year. And, you know, I don't think, I mean, if he does get eight touchdowns again. He got 11 touchdowns. In total? Yeah. In, in rushing touchdowns. What was eight touchdowns? Oh, I don't know. He was like the about. he was like the first rookie to do something, and it was eight. He had eight touchdowns he, at the he time. He had eleven rushing. I know that, but I think you know there will be some regression there. The reason why I'm buying it, so I'm buying it, but <laughs> the reason is is because I I feel like JD McKissick was really just like a cover until the coaching staff and the awesome well offensive coordinator is a coach until the coaching staff could fully trust Antonio Gibson. Two reasons. Trust. That's the first one. The second reason is because Antonio Gibson just transitioned from being a wide receiver to a running back. He just did that. And he, I think he had like 170 plus carries last year to just be a running back and then do 170 carries. You could see it midway through the year. He started to figure out the running back position. Right. And then he got injured right after he started popping off. So it's my belief that Turner, the offensive coordinator there, is going to find ways to get him more involved. I love that Ryan Fitzpatrick is there. Uh, I feel like that helps the offense. And while he might have less touchdowns, it's a better offense. It's a better defense. So there's going to be more rushing. There's going to be not maybe more opportunities to score. Well, yeah, sorry. There will be more opportunities to score for the offense, right? Right. Which means he could still hit the touchdown numbers he did last year. Right. So for me, I, I also see Curtis Samuel sticking to like a slot type role in this offense. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm buying top 10 personally. I'm, you know <laughs> it's okay what? that you're not though. You know what? It, you know what I like about, you I, know, want sorry. To know. I want to know. What not, you not like. that I like you hear other podcasts, you hear of other fantasy football analysts. They say, they give you the top 10, you know, I'm buying, um, Buying or not buying them being in the top 10. I want to know who's ahead of them. Yeah. So who who is knocking out of your top 10? Oh, you're asking me a very and deep that is, question. That is, that a, that is a deep prepared. question. But like, obviously I can give you five. That's going to be ahead of him. CMC. Uh, well, five is easy, but. That's what I'm saying. Well, I, CMC. I'm going to say Saquon. Alvin Kamara. Potentially Nick Chubb. Um, maybe that's somebody that falls out. Derek Henry. That I can, That's five I can give you right now. Dalvin yeah. Cook. That's six. So like, um, who else? Jonathan Taylor, potentially, if he does finish in the top 10. So that's seven. Okay. So I hear you. Um, Obviously, I mean, yeah, it is a loaded question. Sorry about you, that, you but just, it's interesting. I think, I think that's why here's, people like it. Yeah, here's a couple people I could see falling out of it. Because like, I guess like in that top 10 conversation is like Aaron Jones, Chubb, Zeke, Akers, Gib, uh, well, obviously Gibson, Sanders, J.K. Dobbins, Eckler. Those are all people in that conversation, right? So personally, I could see J.K. Dobbins falling out of the top 10. I could see Zeke Elliott potentially. I think Zeke if, still finished top 10. Yeah, I think opinion. he could. But if, if they do give Pollard a bigger role, Aaron Jones, I know they just paid him money, but they've never utilized him properly. So maybe AJ Dillon gets a little bit more of a role. Right. I feel like I am reaching a little bit though. So maybe I need to reevaluate my top 10. <laughs> uh, 
But you know, the last thing I'll say to kind of secure this thought, because I actually am, I'm still buying it. How many players were in the top 10 pre-draft last year that, that got injured and didn't even, didn't even play. Right. So you have to assume that there'll be at least two injuries. Right. So like your right. top 12 has to be kind of your top 10 in, in, in at that point. Cause if, if a player stays healthy, then he's going to have an advantage. Cause inevitably there will be players who do get injured. Right. So, I mean, there's a lot of people due for injuries this year. Yeah. Derrick Henry. Everyone keeps saying he's due for an injury. Nah. Nah. He'll be fine. <laughs> they love, they, they, they see him doing push ups. The thing is, he's, just, he's and still stuff. different. He's not a normal human being. But anyway, uh, thanks for tuning into the show today. <laughs> it's Tuesday, right? It yeah. is Tuesday. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. Absolutely. This was fun. It was fun. I mean, look, more episodes coming with the studio. We're yeah. extremely excited. If Shout you're watching on couch. YouTube, this is the couch. We'll get a desk. A temporarily, tempor- <laughs> temporarily, tempor- it's temporary. It's not temporarily a couch. It will always be a couch. Right. But the studio temporarily has a couch. Bluetooth. How does it work? <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> Have a great rest of your day, guys. We'll see you on the next one. See you there. See you there. Hey, yeah, you, the one listening to this podcast, you made a good decision today. Keep making those good decisions. You know what? Go ahead and do a little dance right now like no one's watching because you, you deserve it.